Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, here we go. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast. This is the Week 13 College Football Betting Recap and Conference Championship Look Ahead. I'm stuck here with me, as always, is Colin Wilson. What a weekend, huh? <laughs> Not even burned at all that, you know, took on the BBOC live show that we do on Saturday mornings. That four-and-a-half number, you and I questioned on the podcast last week, like, what's the ceiling for Oklahoma State football can't figure it out. I think they're going to be able to beat Oklahoma here. Massive comeback after getting down by – I mean, they could have just given up. And you see, you even see alumni like Brett McMurphy say, I've seen this story so many times. I think it's refreshing for Oklahoma State fans. And for the Sources podcast, all we chirped about for a month before you know Thanksgiving weekend was Michigan at 80-1 to is a real number. Oklahoma State at 80-1 to is a real number. I believe I'll have to check my math. It's either 10 or 11. I think only 10 programs in college football have ever made the college football playoff. It's very much an exclusive club. And now we're looking at possibly three teams that have never made it. Cincinnati, Michigan, Oklahoma state could all make the playoff play their way in. So it's, it is a wild Saturday and we're not even close to finish. Yeah. I think that if those teams win out, so Georgia beats, if chalk holds next weekend, Georgia beats Alabama, Michigan beats Iowa. God, Wisconsin couldn't get there for division futures. Come on. Uh, and so Iowa's in. We have to watch Iowa. By the way, Iowa only can score on special teams and off turnovers. Uh, Michigan doesn't turn them over and has good special teams. So not sure how they score there. Um, and then Cincinnati beats Houston and Oklahoma State beats Baylor. I think it's those are your four, right? Yeah, it has to be. I mean, I think the question is, is, is a two-loss Alabama, it depends on how bad they lose, are they going to be the ones to hop Cincinnati? If Oklahoma State gets pushed out, does Notre Dame – I, I, listen, it's like, I don't know how you feel about this. 
I haven't included Notre Dame in anything I've written up this year. Like I, I have not said the college football playoff here, are the contenders that can get in because they're essentially, I don't know how to find another word, but they're blocked, right? They're blocked because of the loss to Cincinnati. But are they going to slip in as a? Well, they don't have a conference championship. They don't have a conference championship. That's what people realize. But it like, could help if everyone if everyone else just falls apart that weekend. Your strength of schedule didn't. There was no favors with Stanford. I, I, they, I they don't have the resume. I believe I don't. I don't. I can't believe I remember who said it. But Cincinnati and Notre Dame would have the two worst resumes in the history of college football playoff teams, worse than Michigan State the inaugural year. So I, I just I, don't, I can't see Michigan State getting it or Notre Dame. Does Notre Dame get in, or would it? Change? I think if you're a Notre Dame fan, you need Oklahoma State to lose to Baylor, like the most realistic way. You need Oklahoma State to lose to Baylor, and then you need Alabama to get blown out, and then I think you might jump. Through. I mean, but Alabama should have three losses. They should have lost to Florida. They, got, they should have lost that Auburn. How do you not go for two if you're Auburn? Are you kidding me? How do you not go for two? This what, comes what from coach and Mike Bobo that always go for two and go for four downs. What, what, what were they? Why didn't they do it? Same Unbelievable. thing. Bad, bad coaching decisions happening up at Penn State. Well, I mean, when Auburn took on Penn State, I can't figure out this Auburn program. Like, you know, Harson, I, listen, I know the game didn't go over. They played out of their mind on defense. Uh, but I don't, I don't think things are going to work out that program. They're very fast for him. Yeah, that James Franklin, by the way, had an awful day, and uh, that swung my day, losing uh, Penn State. I guess I should have known this has happened all year in the NFL. Once uh, I had Penn State minus two, that once it closed at six and there was flu for Michigan State, I should have known that we were uh, cooked there. How about – I don't want to bring this game up to you because one of the worst beats of the weekend is UNC, NC State. What a wild game. Yeah, I mean, you're getting you're getting closer to me in the uh, BBOC live show uh, standings, and that one just ripped my heart out. I mean, it's not it wasn't bad enough that Arkansas right before that NC State UNC game, Arkansas couldn't score in the first half, and then they come out and they blitz Missouri for a billion points. So, and I took first half right, and then at some point, I think there's two minutes left in the game, and that score was 27-21, and an under 63 doesn't cover. I mean, that is one of the – that is – there are some pretty bad fourth-quarter performances this weekend. There were some teams that scored over tw- 21 or more points in the fourth quarter the, uh, uh, yesterday. And I think that's just a – I think teams just got tired. I, I think there are teams that are just beat up, tired, and uh, and their defenses are starting to show it. And, and you know, but, you know, gambling gods give you games like that. But then again, San Diego State going under, that I, I don't deserve that win at all. Hmm. 23 minutes, the last 23 minutes, nobody scored. Welcome to the San Diego State under party. They just <laughs> find, way, they find ways to hit. Um, all right, let's do, before we get to voicemails, and then uh, we'll just talk real quick about next weekend. We'll preview the entire weekend later this week. It's conference championship weekend, a lot fewer games. We can go more in depth there. Uh, but let's do best call, worst call, bet regret. Uh Worst call, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I haven't listened to the voicemails yet. I'm assuming I'm going to hear about Duke. I should hear about Duke. I deserve to hear about Duke. I deserve to get roasted. Uh, that was my worst call by far. Um, my best call, oh, my best call by far. I wrote this game up <clears throat> on ActionNetwork.com and ActionNetwork app. Kent State overs, baby. 
48-47 in overtime, and we get Kent State futures alive and well, and we have to conquer the final boss, Northern Illinois and Rocky Lombardi next week. But I was happy to see that we got that home in addition to Western Kentucky. Zappy hour. Bailey Zappy. Headed to the conference championship to take on Meet Meet. Uh, that was another good call I had is UTSA. I had North Texas plus 10 and a half. They won by 22. Um, and uh, let's see. I had a, a, some other bad calls in here. South Carolina. I mean, like, show up. Tackle. They're all, you're playing a team that can't throw the ball. I mean, that was infuriating. What did DJ finish for Clemson? Nine of 19 for 99 yards. No touchdowns at a pick. Clemson can't throw the ball, and you let them run down your throat. And uh, obviously the Clemson defense dominated. And uh, how about Colorado State? That was a good one. Um, losing 52 to 10. Nevada apparently did care there. But we're going to go snowver. I saw the snow. And I should have went snowver. Live snowver, second half snowver. By the way, I don't know where you're going to go best callers, but you might go Michigan. But what a game that was. In the, I mean, that was just a, such a fun game to watch. And uh, congrats to Bodog Jim and all the Michigan fans out there. Where are you going with best call, worst call, bet regret? Uh, worst call is going to be the over uh, on on Alabama and the, and Auburn and the Iron Bowl, uh, a game that I thought in the first half because Brian Harson's been so good at scripting games in the first quarter and scoring a lot of points, and then he doesn't score anything for the rest of the game. That game was ten to zero going into the fourth quarter, and uh, you know Alabama is super struggling offensive line wise. Um, it was it was just a bad call on the over there, and and I don't. I think the handicap that you and I put out on the podcast last week was I'm sure Alabama is going to do what South Carolina does and not target Roger McCreary. Yet every single pass from Bryce Young was <laughs> at Roger McCreary. What are you doing, Alabama? So I'll say bad. You know, worst call for me was taking the over on that Alabama game. I, I don't understand Alabama's game plan. And that offensive line continues to let me down. Uh, I mean, even against Arkansas, they were getting destroyed. I, Georgia. I understand. I see what the spread is. You and I are going to talk about it later in this week. I don't know how you put a penny down on Alabama. I really don't. That offensive line is bad. From a best call perspective, I mean, really, it's a tie. I never wavered on Michigan. I loved Michigan the entire time. I thought Mike McDonald from your Ravens was a game changer. I think he's, you know, I think what he's done with that defense is not being talked about enough. It certainly is being talked about now, but, and, you know, Southern Miss is a team that I could consider a best call, but really that's because FIU is a corpse. Uh, The best call of the weekend by far was hitting the North Texas opener at 12. It closes at eight and then they destroy UTSA 45. North Texas has been a cash cow. Uh, Latrell not only just saved his job at North Texas, there's going to be so many job openings right now. I mean, he's going to be able to go anywhere he wants. I mean, a guy, this guy was going to be unemployed at one and six. Uh, so, uh, you know, great job by Seth Luttrell there. And now they're going bowling and, and he may get another job offer. Um, you know, for, for bet regret, I'd probably say Clemson. I said on the podcast that Clemson was going to dominate South Carolina and South Carolina has been smoking mirrors all season. And there's this weird thing going on with the ACC with how you get your bowl placement. And it's all about style points. It's kind of like back to, you know, Bobby Bowden in the 70s and 80s, like always scoring 80 points so that he could get higher in the AP vote. Well, in the ACC, it's all about style points about which bowl is going to take you. And I think that's what was on Clemson's mind 
uh, other than Dabo wanting to beat up, uh, 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 you know, Beamer's son. So uh, I, I think my bet regret is going to be Clemson because they finally found a way to get points up on the board and the defense pitched a shutout. Let's all right. Good stuff there. Let's uh, take our weekly lashings and uh, get yelled at here. Let's go to your voicemails. Bad beats, back doors, and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the Big Bets on Campus podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Leave a message after the bleep. Colin Stucky, I got one big question for you. When the f*** did the Big Ten become the Big 12, man? F***ing overs galore. Big Michigan State, Penn State over. Purdue, Indiana over. Maryland, Rutgers over. Northwestern, Illinois, a f***ing over? And I'm sitting here now looking at the box score. Minnesota, Wisconsin at 33 points. That is going to go over. I mean, what the f***, man? This f***ing sucks. Oh, by the way, I hate Maryland. Of course, they covered when that horse got off the train. And, and of course, I hedged. I, I, I would like to thank Maryland. My very first win total over five and a half forced me to go to the last game against Rutgers and cut that goddamn ticket into half by forcing me to take Rutgers in that game. And then they blew Rutgers out. So thank you for the huge payday that was cut in half. Maryland Terrapins football. I'm glad you got to bowl season. Adam and LA watching into the Cincinnati game. Man. Gonna be hilarious for me to lose team total on this at 35 when Desmond Ritter threw two red zone interceptions really within the five yard line. He better hope he doesn't make it to the playoff because Ohio State and Georgia will f- him up real good. Not Ohio State, Ohio, the state of Ohio is one team left in college football playoff contention. Cincinnati. Stop. You've been talking about Clemson being poverty all year. You haven't been wrong. What's worse than poverty? What's less than poverty? That'd be South Carolina. An old Quinny boy. Yeah, I remember you from last week talking all that shit. Walking out of that Williams Bryce Stadium bullshit. Go f yourself. Y'all rolled over like a dead cockroach, which is fitting because your stadium looks like a dead cockroach with the legs sticking straight up. Go Tigers. Yeah, I'm curious to see if we're going to hear from all those South Carolina fans. <laughs> Highly doubtful. God damn, every time I take a pick, the college is wrong. Arkansas at the half. Uh, San Diego State under. Boise. All that you put out there. Every time I take a pick from you, it's wrong. All you had today is lose. Well, that that uh, under hit. So I think the only reason the under hit is for that because of that call. Yeah, and technically I went minus one unit on the day with about four hedges against huge futures. So thank you. Thank you for watching. Oh, my God, Colin. The North Carolina, North Carolina State under 63 is an all-timer. How the hell do you allow a guy to run straight down the sideline, untouched, running a cover two, where the hell your dime defense, run quarters. You can give them the short stuff. you got 212 to play in a nine-point lead. Give them the short stuff. Who cares if they get a couple first downs? Run the clock out. Oh, my God. And then that onside kick. The guy just, like, ran straight at the ball. Like, didn't even put his hands up. Can somebody please tell Mac Brown to hire any sort of semblance of coaches, special teams and defense and, and otherwise, 
at this program. What a freaking joke. Well, of course I need Memphis to cover six in a round robin. And what happens on their f***ing, what was it, fourth and nine? Their wide receiver gets held completely and no call from the refs, none at all. So then, of course, Tulane gets it and drives it all the way down the f***ing field and scores. And, of course, Memphis is now going to win by five. Unbelievable. Yet another game that uh, doesn't cover by one point. It had Memphis minus six. Uh, they had that game firmly in control, but of course there is a two lane. To, I, I mean, I'm glad this season's over for Fritz. I mean, usually we're two lane fans, but uh, that that last minute TD was uh, brutal, absolutely brutal. McMurphy, you're a f-ing idiot. I walk my dog, and he just took one of your sources, which is he just out one of your sources because they're all f-ing dog. Twenty flu players out of this. F-ing Michigan State game and they f-ing still win. You f-ing idiot. Do me a favor, okay? Shave that f-ing mustache, get some wireless ear pods, and find us some f-ing winners next week. I'll say it again, boys. James Franklin is a f-ing bum. Wow, does this guy stink? Gets extended for a million years at Penn State. He'll never coach at a major program. He's not a good coach. He's literally just an edgy Tom Allen. And how about those Spartans? How'd they win that game with all their starters out with uh, the flu? I swear I saw Brett McMurphy tweet about a flu outbreak. Uh, So it has to be true, right? Man, does that guy just get outclassed every week by every single beat reporter at student newspapers. What a fraud that guy is. James Franklin, go green. Boston College with dog effort. Talking about the team having the flu. I think I'm the one that wants to f***ing puke. Damn, man. What dog effort. SEC. 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 F*** you, Oklahoma. Let's f***ing go, Mike Gundy. He's a f***ing man, and he's 40. F***ing TCU. Oh, my God. Iowa State TCU under 60 and a half. It's 3 nothing after the first quarter. It's 27 to 7 going into the fourth quarter. Who the f teaches these lowlifes how to tackle? Hmm? Who? Was it Gary Patterson? Was it Jerry Kill? I don't f-ing know. If it was Aslan from f-ing Narnia. Yeah, I actually, I had Iowa State there. That was lovely. Brees Hall went bananas. A friend of mine had the over. Under was a brutal beat by it. But a friend of mine had the over, and I told him what I do. He said, dude, this isn't dead yet because, like, one of the reasons I bet Iowa State is I figured that they would care with all of those seniors playing on senior day in the last game of the season. And I was like, they're probably going to keep Purdy in and just try and, you know, let them go out in a bang. And they did. They were throwing up 27 with four to go, throwing touchdown passes. So, uh, yeah, I feel for you there, brother. Stuck. Your resident UCLA fan calling you back. Hey, I looked at your tweets, and you said your worst call was Colorado State. And then instantly you follow it up with, let's play Cal in the second half. I don't know what the f*** you were looking at, but UCLA completely dominated the first half. They were gashing up the middle. The only way Cal scored was on a muff kickoff. And then UCLA blows them out of the water. Hey, I know you've been drinking at the bar all day with your girl and sh- today, but next time you needed some advice on a Pac-12 game, go ahead and give me a call, brother. DTR season in full effect. Out. 
UCLA no. fans. There's UCLA fans. What the fuck? I, yeah, they've been buried. They, they've been buried since uh, the Sissy Blue uh, shirt went over. Uh, I, actually, I don't think we heard from them then either. They had a hard time getting fans into into the stadium. So uh, there they are. I don't think there was anyone there. Wow, I didn't know there were any UCLA fans. They, they close out the season with uh, some big wins there for Colorado, Cal, and. Uh, a, a zombie USC team. I will say thank you, UCLA. I had over seven wins. That was a push. That was a pretty big win last night for me from a season total perspective. Yeah, US. I probably should have played USC plus seven. There was so much value in that line. I just didn't know if uh, they would be a corpse. And uh, USC, I think they came, they were down big and then went up and then see why you won it late. I don't know. I, I think you were looking for a physician on Twitter last night. I, I saw is USC a corpse? Is there? Do we have a blood? Do we have a pulse here? Yeah, like you, you couldn't get anybody to tell you if there was a pulse in USC last night. That's corpse week. Welcome to the morgue. Sometimes uh, it's hard to figure out what's if some of these teams are dead or not. Stafford clearly is dead. By the way, I mean Notre. You got to give credit. Notre Dame is is killing teams. And uh, FIU clearly a corpse. Holy moly. Oh, can I ask what was the steam on Stanford preseason? Who who are you people? Where are you? Why did Stanford go from three and a half to four to four and a half and juice keep keep going up? I don't know where you people get your information. I don't know what you're reading, but stop. Just stop. That's Stanford numbers steaming north preseason. That was bad. David Shaw is a dinosaur. Talk about another corpse. How about Indiana? Oof. Talk about an easy under. They finished uh, under eight wins. They finished 0 and 9 in conference. Oh my God. I mean, that is, this box score is they lost 44 7 to Purdue to close out the year. Yeah, that's pretty ugly. By the way, Nebraska, another brutal loss. They somehow finished 1 and 8 in the conference with a net scoring margin of zero. <laughs> How is that possible? All right, moving on. Are we taking their over next year? The second order win total is going to be like the greatest of all time. Yeah. We're going to. We're going to take Put them over. in the college world playoff. We'll get a good game against Georgia. The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, the pride of the Commonwealth. Let's go. Let's go, boys. Bailey Zappy. Pew, 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 pew. Let's go. Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, the pride of the Commonwealth. Let's ride. Bailey fucking Zappy. Off to this USA Championship. Colin, you wanted to head. You a dumb for that. We on to the USA Championship. We're taking our from the Hilltopper Village in Bowling Green right down to San Antonio, and we're going to kick some UTSA just like North Texas did. Let's go. Hey, guys. Nash from Colorado here. Uh, Matt Mitchell, Uncle Mitch, can I please get the Pride of the Commonwealth theme music one time, please? The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, the pride of the Commonwealth. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hell no, boy. Y'all done up and done it. Oh, no. Hell no, boy. Y'all done up and done it. Bailey Zappi coming through all year long. Great call on that one. One more game, gentlemen. One more game. Of course, we got to let it ride out. All right. Let's go, baby. Let's go. We should have beat him the first time. I'll be very... I think we're going to beat him again. And uh, we were down 14 to six at the half and we won 53 to 21 outscored Marshall 47 to seven in the second half zappy hour in full effect. Can't wait for that game next weekend. 
I'm going to be 100% transparent with everybody. I have two $500 tickets on 14 to one Western Kentucky. Uh, that was the very first thing that I wanted in May. Put down just a regular bet underneath those bet sizes on Marshall because Marshall was the bigger fly in the ointment for Western Kentucky from a secondary standpoint, from a coverage standpoint and stopping the explosive play. Marshall had all those numbers and UTSA does not. As I sit here right now, with this payday coming down the trench, I think I can get my 15-year-old, soon to be 16-year-old a car. I don't think I'm I don't think I'm hedging a dime. I'm looking at the I'm looking at it. It's bouncing between one on Western Kentucky, one on UTSA here on Sunday morning. I don't think I'm hedging a single dime against that UTSA secondary because it is bad. They're not going to know what to do with this Western Kentucky passing attack. The pride of the Commonwealth, baby. And by the way, congrats to UK for destroying Louisville again. BBN. Colin Stuckey, this is Doc from Lexington. Go Cats. Please stop fading Big Blue and uh, looking at the line thinking, yeah, that's about right. Uh, and, and I know I should be uh, calling and getting all hacked off about, you know, everyone can score on Wake or, you know, hammer the uh, Iron Bowl uh, first half over. But the reality is this has been a great year and you guys are really awesome. I went six and one on team total overs for the year. You guys made me money and you made me a smarter, better, you know what you're talking about. I learned a lot from you guys this year. Uh, I really appreciate what you do. So uh, for all the complaining and, and uh, gnashing of teeth, if you will, throughout the season, uh, you guys are really good at what you do. The group of five guys are really awesome too. Thanks to them. uh, They made the, the uh, coffers a little heavier this year you're good as we roll into december that means it's christmas time so merry christmas to you and all the people you care about and let's do it again next football season go big blue uh yep go big blue and uh by the way if you're in lexington send me a dm come come have a drink on a saturday or many on me slide into those games appreciate it we have we have a ucla fan and then a nice caller the hell is going on i didn't uh but but we do appreciate that and uh this is now well after next weekend comfort championship usually treats me well but now this is my time to shine yeah when bowls baby that's that's my season and uh, i mean you, you love bowl season as well but there's no padding on backs there's no looking back there's uh we have a lot of winners to still try to find and a lot of college football to handicap I'll be honest with you. When I hear content from other spaces, I don't think those people actually watch the football games. You and I live, eat, and breathe every single piece of news, every single aspect of every single game. And, uh, you know, sometimes that wins and sometimes it doesn't. And I even tweeted it out last night. Somebody's like, Colin hit all the teams in the round robin this week. And I'm like, well, you're only as good as your last bet. And Colorado State's losing by 42. So, you know, I mean, this is uh, this is a what have you done for me lately kind of business. So it's nice to get a phone call like that. And next week's going to be interesting. So the next week uh, recap podcast is going to be later in the day. It's going to be after all the bowls are announced and it's going to take a different format. It's going to be Stucky and I. The Bulls are going to be announced. We'll have Brett on. Brett's going to talk about how they, you know, they got put into there, some of the head coaching situations that are going on. And then Stucky and I are going to get our very first look of the board lit up with brand new numbers and what we're going to be hitting on the fly and, and, and where the motivation aspect, because the biggest part of bowl season 
is the motivation aspect. And that's one of the hardest things to find. So uh, hopefully we are able to provide uh, winners through conference championship and through the bowls and, and have a good season. And, and then you'll see me firing on win totals uh, probably in late January, getting the cycle started all over again. I, uh, yeah, hopefully I won another bowl season like last year. I think I went 24 and seven and uh, hopefully we can repeat that. By the way, it looks like Toledo and middle Tennessee first bowl announced will play in the Bahamas bowl per Brett McBurphy just tweeted out and East Carolina will be headed to the military bowl. I don't know who they're playing 79 at 82 spots still be determined Toledo and middle Tennessee. What a game. All right. And we already know the wind's going to be 30 miles per yeah. hour. We already know Toledo under steam, under steam. Did Eli Peters hit like an 80 yard bomb there for a total and a cover? I think a couple of years ago. Yeah. Great. Well, the only futures that I have pending I think I had eight on the year. Wisconsin division died. The only ones that I have left, it's just I just have Western Kentucky nine to one, and I have Kent State 14 to one. I might just hedge with Northern Illinois just to get my money back. I don't know yet. I just can't have them fucking take more money from me again this year and not get something out of this Kent State 14 to one. Although last year, I don't think I hedged at all when we had, uh, at Ball State, 14 to 1. Man, if the Mac Manifesto hits two 14 to 1s in a row, there's going to be pressure on next year. I don't know. I like both Kent State and Western Kentucky and their matchups on pay. I got to dig a little bit. We'll talk about it later in the week. I think the one game that I wanted to, to, that I will probably be, that I will hit already. And by the way, I was saying, look, we might have to play Alabama if they lose to Auburn here. I was thinking we would get maybe inflation over a touchdown, but yeah, I can't play them under a touchdown. I bet that line's going to keep going. App State. We're probably going to be on App State, right? Yeah, so that's where I come in. So I have uh, a four to one on App State. That was our big Sunbelt podcast. And I said, you know, I am i don't understand why App State is being priced way outside Coastal when they're hosting Coastal and they have the ingredients to stop Coastal. And I don't know why they're being priced so highly above Louisiana when we all know that this is a three-man race. So took App State. Here we are. And I don't think I'm going to hedge a bit. I think the, the to-do for me this week is why did Billy Napier and Louisiana not? Wow, would you say? Scratch that out, Mitchell. Wow, keep that in, Mitchell. Scared money don't make money, you know. The to do for me this week is to find out why Louisiana no showed against ULM. Are they overlooking? Is the coach that will not be named already made his plans to head on down to Gainesville? Uh, ULM gave them a heck of a game, and, and it wasn't a fluke box score either. So if Louisiana is checked out. Then there's I mean I don't think I don't there's no way I'm hedging my App State bet and and it's a game that I make it's a game that I make App State minus four and a half so we're sitting here looking at this right now it's App State minus two and a half and there's been some Louisiana money coming on it this Sunday morning so listen if I was betting I'd be on App State uh, I've already got a future and I don't think I'm going to hedge all right uh, anything else any other futures that you don't you don't know Western Kentucky yeah Western Kentucky fourteen to one uh, right now the number is bouncing between this is Sunday morning uh, Western Kentucky minus one UTSA minus one it's kind of bouncing around at multiple shops. Uh, I'm not hedging, but it looks like there's a window there if you do want to get out of it. Oregon, Utah, I don't have any money in this game, but it is a game I project at minus one uh, uh, for Utah. So this is going to be an inflated line. You just have to realize it Utah blew Oregon out of the water. There's going to be adjustments made by Cristobal. And by Moorhead, and unless Cristobal is named like coach somewhere else, you know, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't take Oregon at what's going to be a discounted price. I think this thing is going to go past three, and then at three and a half and four, you're going to have to start considering Oregon, especially since it's on a neutral site. 
Cincinnati, I have a very large uh, uh, position on them to win the AAC that I paid a fat minus 160 on on open uh, out in Vegas. I'm going to have to make a determination about if I'm if I want to get out of that. I don't think I do at all. I think I'm just going to let that one ride. I think the big one that everybody needs to realize is that we said on the podcast, we're taking Georgia SEC futures. Uh, I believe you and I were kind of having a, a thing about should we be taking Georgia National Championship or Georgia SEC futures? I took Georgia plus 275 to win the SEC. There's absolutely no way I'm hedging a single penny on that. By the way, that number has steamed all the way up to six and a half, open four, up to six and a half. I power rated seven, and I think it's eventually going to get on seven. So if you can catch any rogue five and a halfs or sixes out there, you probably want to get that. Well, I had some eight to one to win the national title. Very small position. I, I didn't even put it in the app because I got it. I only could get a little bit down on it from a rogue site. I know some people were able to get real positions on eight to one earlier on than, than me, but I, I did the one bet that I put in the app that I was able to get is I got plus 175 to make the college football playoff. That's one of my other pending futures that's still alive. That's good. I mean, I, if Georgia loses, they're in, right? Yeah, if Georgia loses. And so I think that's why we need to talk about the Georgia minus 220 that's out there to win the national title. So in their very first game in the semifinal, no matter who they face, they're going to be a minimum of a seven-point favorite because I have them favorited at least by seven points over Alabama and Ohio State, and those are number twos and threes in the, in the power ratings right now. So that minus 220, uh, I mean, that's about what it's going to be to parlay. There's them. a chance they could be 17-point favorites in that game, depending yeah. on who they play. Yeah, and so I, I hate to say this, but minus 220 – is actually worth a little bit of look. Now it's running out of it's running out of value territory, but uh, that semifinal game is going to be a huge spread, and then you're going to take a minus two twenty into a national championship game where they're going to be at least six and a half point favorites. So you know there's still some money to be made on Georgia. It's it's kind of you know lost all of its juice, but uh, still a little bit of room there. The nightmare scenario is like Bama loses in overtime, <laughs> and then uh, do they take them over Cincinnati? Like that's or do they take them – I think Oklahoma State now beating Oklahoma, then they're going to be Baylor again. I think they would leapfrog Cincy, but I'm not sure. should be interesting. But if Bama wins, they're in with Georgia. Where do you think that – Where if Bama beats Georgia, who gets seeded one? First off, I don't think there's any way in the world Bama's offensive line is surviving. But uh, let's, this is, We're living in a hypothetical world here. Let's play hypothetical worlds. Is Michigan your number one seed? Wow. <laughs> Well, like, I, I would think the committee would find a way to make sure Alabama and Georgia don't play again yeah, right two, away. Two, four. There's but who would, be, who would be two? Georgia would drop the two. Bama's in as the four. Yeah. And then Michigan is the one. Oak State is the three. Yeah. And then you would get Michigan, Alabama. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it, All right. There's listen, I'm telling you people, if you think it's a good time to buy Alabama, it's not. These three teams that are going to be in the college football playoff have defensive lines that are going to eat Darian Dalcourt, Chris Owens, and Damian George for breakfast. This Alabama offensive line is in trouble. Throw it to Roger McCreary one more time. All right. Um, Wait, what were you doing? All right, that'll do it for us. We have lots of work to do. We'll, we'll be back later in the week. We will preview every co- conference championship game in depth. We will have our best bets. We will have our final positions for he- any potential hedges, et cetera, et cetera. We'll break all the games down later in the week. That podcast will be out late Thursday night. Uh, so it's time for us to go get to work. Make sure you follow along in the Action Network app. And uh, uh, should I do a giveaways? Let's see. 
went and uh, the person that left that nice message send me a dm not only if you want to get up for a drink but i'll send you some gear all right how about chubby 536 colin is you do a fantastic job of providing entertaining content and valuable betting advice colin comes in with his sophisticating data analysis while stucky balances data with his feel for the spot we'll make you laugh we'll make you cry voicemails are good and something i look forward to every week i recommend the show to three to four friends and enemies three friends and four enemies thank you tell your friends tell your enemies fired do any of your bets ever hit no and you're not getting anything uh how about sparky 8586 a new listener bbn viva of course you're getting gear too send me a dm um miami fan 611 he gives says give great analysis and just don't listen to colin when recommended overs on san diego state we finally got him to come around under we'll see if he goes, we'll see if he goes over on uh San Diego State, Utah State. That number's then, 50. That number's fat. I don't know if I can go over 50 with Utah State and San Diego State. Uh, and then Miami Beach, Matt. We didn't hear from Utah. Minor Nation again. They were in position to cover and then got blown out in the second half. Yep. Uh, I hope, hope your beach party's going well. But Miami Beach, Matt. Love all Stucky and Con. Actually bet the games to analyze, unlike a lot of folks out there. Preach. And uh, Tyler Gates, 50. Man, I'm giving a lot of shit away, but we love you guys. Tyler Gates, 50. I've been rocking with Stuck and Colin for three years now. I value their shit, blah, blah, blah. Love it. Rice football is bad. Every podcast is a must listen from the Friday preview to the group of five. Love it. BBOC is the GOAT, 614 Alex. Maddie P, 2020. Stuck in the T, doing an incredible job. Send me all, DM me or reach out to our, our producer. We're sending you all gear. Charge it to me. Thanks for listening, guys. Time for us to go get to work. Find some winners for next weekend. Should be a good one. And uh, can't wait for bowl season. Can't wait. Uh, but thanks for listening. As always, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Subscribe, unsubscribe, leave a review, because I'll end up giving you gear. We appreciate you listening. Thanks, as always, Colin, for joining me. 959-BAD-BEAT, whenever you need it, even during the week, if you need to just vent about anything. Call. We're here for you. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you all later in the week. Cheers. Peace out.